0: happy new year everybody welcome to ask j live episode number nine uh the first new episode of the new year so uh man we got a lot to talk about today so uh one of the first things i want to do is once again wish everybody a happy new year a blessed and prosperous new year uh today we're going to talk about uh the three types of rebrands used to grow your business And if you haven't listened to BEB episode number 390, I actually talked about the rebrand that I'm going through uh, with Black Entrepreneur Blueprint. And so that's a great episode to reference back to. And uh, so we're going to talk about that too. Uh, Another thing is, guys, make sure you check out the new website, blackentrepreneurblueprint.com. The whole objective is to make that the website website. Uh, for black entrepreneurs to check into and make sure that um, they have all the resources and tools available to create and build successful, sustainable businesses. So we definitely want to highlight that also. But today we're going to talk about the three types of rebrands used to grow your business. All right. And the first thing I want to do is I want to kind of break down um, rebranding in general and some of the benefits of rebranding. Then I'm just going to briefly go over what I did with Black Entrepreneur Blueprint and why I did that. So in terms of some of the benefits of rebranding, number one, you create excitement when you rebrand. So if you're refreshing your current brand, you create excitement. It's new, it's fresh, and you're, you're trying to attract new people. Uh, second benefit is repositioning. So if you need to reposition your product or your business, then you can attract new audience by becoming more appealing uh, because you're repositioning. Okay, For example, Walmart changed its tagline from always low prices to save money, live better, kind of denoting a repositioning of low prices to, hey, yeah, we're low priced, but we also our objective is to help you save money. Uh, another benefit, and this is before we get into the three types of rebranding, another benefit of rebranding is connecting with a new audience, obviously. So uh, the refresh look and the refreshed feel of the brand and the ability to connect with a new audience. Uh, benefit number four is stay current. So you always want to rebrand to stay current. And the simple goal is to keep your brand current, keep it fresh. So design trends, they, they change just like clothing and style and everything else. So you want to make sure that you stay current. Uh, Number five, improve your bottom line. So the benefits of rebranding also don't just impact your visual. Hopefully they positively impact your bottom line by attracting new and diverse clients. Uh, Number six, you differentiate from the competition and really, that's what branding is all about. So if you look at or think about any of the major brands, you know, uh, BMW, the ultimate driving machine, uh, each of these different brands has uh, uh, who is a Burger King, have it your way. Each of these brands has their own slogan, tagline, and they differentiate themselves from the competition. And that's what branding is about. You want to separate yourself from the competition. Uh, number seven, another benefit is reduce marketing costs. So um, if when you rebrand, once again, you want to reduce your marketing costs because you'll have a cohesive, well-articulated brand, and that then will pinpoint and identify who your target market is. Uh, Next, attract top talent. That's if you're hiring people. Your brand has a lot to do with the type of talent that you attract if you're an employer. So if you have a brand that's that's raggedy, (laughs) guess what? Your employees are going to recognize that also. And another benefit we before we get into the three types of rebrands is increases the value of your company. So if, especially if you sell a physical or digital products uh, company, if you have um, a solid brand, then that's going to increase the value of your company because brand equity comes into play. And so rebranding is a powerful thing. So you look at companies that get sold, a lot of times it's not just for the products and the sales, but it's actually for the brand itself. So if you can refresh or rebrand, that's something that's that's major. Now, it's funny we're talking about rebranding today because in the news I saw earlier, uh, the Washington football team, formerly the Washington Redskins, just made an announcement that I think it's February 2nd, they're going to be coming out with their new total rebrand. And so what Washington had a problem with was uh, Native Americans uh, felt that the, the nickname Redskins was offensive. And so there was a big push a couple of years ago to get Washington to change their name. And before they decided on this new name, which they'll, they'll you know, let us know on February 2nd, they said, you know what? We need to just become the Washington football team while we figure all of this out. And so rebranding is going to be critical. And once again, as a brand, you don't want to be offensive, uh, to a specific marketplace. And so it can be kind of tricky in that, in that aspect, but you don't want to be offensive, but you want to be able to, uh, market yourself or present yourself to your audience. And so that's something that you really need to think about in that respect. But we're going to talk about real quick guys. Um, Today's episode isn't going to be super long. We're going to talk about the three types of branding or rebranding, okay? And so the three types of rebranding are full rebrand, a visual rebrand, and a brand refresh. And the first thing I want to talk about is a full rebrand. So a full rebrand involves changing every aspect of your brand. And this includes uh, creating a new name, logo, a tone or a voice for your company, and then it's a, basically creating a totally new identity. Now, most people will not do this unless they have to do it for some form or fashion or for some reason. So, for example, if you get into a trademark infringement or dispute, you may have to change your name. I know um I was watching or listening to a podcast the other day and the uh the founder of Founder Magazine FOUNDR He was talking about the initial magazine wasn't named founder, it was named something else, but he had to change it a couple months in, basically out of, um, you know, out of an infringement on a a name. Uh, Another uh, thing that hit quote really close to home, one of my uh, cousins has a sportswear brand and the initial name of the brand was called the Made brand, M-A-D-E, like made in Brooklyn, made in Philly or whatever got some pushback, uh, some lawyers contacted him and he had spent about two to three years building this brand. And he had a lot of traction with the young crowd. And so he was telling me, he was like, cause he said, man, I got to change everything. And, uh, he came up with a new brand called a wall, dot com. Uh, and I forgot, uh, athletic apparel with, uh, without limits, athletic apparel without limits. And that's AWOL. And what happened, it, it actually turned out better for him in the long run because he started getting more traction. And now he's doing collaborations with NBA teams, NFL teams, uh, hockey teams, and, and, and really that rebranding or the full rebrand actually was a blessing in disguise. So the first type of rebrand is a full rebrand. So um, if you guys ever looked at Nike's first logo and brand, it's funny, Uh, it was called Blue Ribbon Sports. It wasn't even called Nike at first. And they changed everything from their color palette to the logo to take on the new Nike brand name. And so the full rebranded Nike basically uh, is a total makeover. So what sounds better, Blue Ribbon Sports or Nike? Now, it's funny when Nike came out, a lot of people didn't even know what that meant. So, a lot of times with your brand, you create the perception of your brand. It doesn't have to be something well known. For example, what is Google? What is that? Okay, Google created the perception of what Google is. You know, uh, so you have to understand that if you can build it, you have to be able to create that perception around it. So, um, to, if you do a full rebrand, I'm telling you, make sure you do your IP. Uh, your intellectual property, make sure that you have everything in order because you don't want to start a company or a business. And then right in the midstream, you're going to have to change everything because there's some uh, infringement on somebody else's stuff. So here's another real life example of a full rebrand. Uh, Well, we didn't do a full rebrand, but we got limited and ended up killing the project. I have a, a company called evolution. So it's like evolution with a B evolution. And the company was designed to be an, a hair care line, all natural hair care products that I was creating with my two daughters. Now, once we filed the trademark, nice logo, trademark and everything. It, it was a woman's it was a woman's head, a, a African-American woman's uh, silhouette with curly hair. And it was on a tree and the roots went into the ground and it, it was from the root evolution from the root. And so when we filed for the trademark, uh, my attorney got some letters back and one of them was from a company called EOS and they do lip bombs and all of that type of stuff. And I'm like, what the heck is EOS concerned with evolution with a B? Come to find out EOS stands for evolution of smooth. I had no idea. I don't use their products, but I have seen them on the shelves. And so they squeezed us to the point where the only categories that we could be trademarked in were hair care. So if I wanted to come out with an evolution t-shirt and evolution, uh, lip balm or evolution, any other products, then I wouldn't have been able to do it. And I would've got the, the bejesus suit out of us. So when you do a full rebrand, make sure that your IP is in order and intact. And a lot of times I know when we start up, we may not have the initial capital to be able to do all of that good stuff. But that's super important because you don't want to go into it and then uh, all of a sudden you have to stop. You you get a cease and desist order. So um, I had and and I'll get to the other type of rebrands in a second. I had a conversation with one of my good friends about my hell yeah hot sauce. Now, one of the things that was holding me back was I was trying to wait for my trademark to come in so I would be able to, uh, you know, unveil the hell yeah trade. I mean, hell yeah brand hot sauce. And I didn't want to get in in business and start doing stuff. And then all of a sudden, man, oh, this trademark isn't going to go through. So I was explaining to him. He was like, man, it's taking you a long time to do this. And I said, yeah, bro, because the objective is not just to be selling this out of the, the trunk of the car or at flea markets. It's to take it to the stores, is to be able to take it to the big box stores and be able to, you know, to to move units I'm trying to scale units. You know what I mean? I'm not trying to be at trade shows or or flea markets every weekend selling, you know, 30 or 50 bottles. And in order to do that, sometimes you have to slow your roll. You have to slow down. And so with that being said, you know, he was so concerned about he he was hustling from a mentality of, you know, uh, of necessity, meaning that anytime he was doing something, he always had to make money right away to sustain himself. I'm coming from a mentality of I'm playing the long game. And so in order for my long game to be intact, I need to make sure that, number one, my IP is in order because I don't want to get out there and start getting orders from, you know, uh, I'm not selling at Walmart because I'm selling a premium product. So but for Target and other type of locations and then there's some type of infringement and poof, there goes the business. And so when you start dealing with with rebranding and trademarks, make sure your IP is in order. And also just as a general note, make sure that anything that you do uh, when you roll it out, it's at the point where it's professional. It looks good. So, for example, uh, before I rolled this thing out, I have point of purchase displays. So when I go to the retailers in the big box stores it's not a it's it's not a pipe dream. Hey, this is what I have. It's ready to go on the counters right now. How many do you need? Let's go. And so it's all ready. So all of that took time to be able to, and that's creating a brand. Uh, but that's a full rebrand or a full brand uh, in the making, a process of, of creating a brand. So when you're doing that, even if you're starting your business, it's not necessarily a rebrand. But it is a full makeover because you're creating the brand. So today what we're talking about, guys, uh, before we open the phone lines up is uh, Ask J Live Episode 9, the three types of rebrands used to grow your business. The first one was the full rebrand. Second one is the the visual rebrand. And so if you don't need a full rebrand, you still may have core components of your brand that you want to keep, but you want to add something fresh and new. So for example, some of the things in your visual rebrand could be your, your logo, your color palette, you know, what type of colors you use, your visual identity and things of that nature. Uh, So um, for example, FedEx is an an excellent example of a visual rebrand. So previously their logo was red, white, and blue, and it said federal express. So after the rebrand, it became FedEx and the color palette changed to purple and orange. So once again, That's a visual rebrand. Okay, they didn't change anything else but the visuals. Um, For example, you got to look at certain, um, and you'll see this all the time. A lot of companies will refresh. So, for example, Starbucks when they first came out, their logo was brown. Okay, it kind of looked like a coffee logo. I mean, the color of coffee it was brown. Then it went to green, and now it's the the I don't know what this is because I'm not a Starbucks coffee drinker. But it's the the green logo with the lady with the hair on it or whatever, but it morphed, and that's the visual identity. so when you do that, you don't have to go in and change and you're not doing a total rebrand. you're just changing basically the the visual perception of what your company or your your product is and that's very important too, guys, because um people associate quality you know visuals quality packaging with the product or service that you're selling. So if you're selling like if I'm selling um a hot sauce, right? Well let let's take it even better. If I'm selling spices, right? And I know people sell spices out of uh out of Ziploc bags all the time. But the question is, if I sell spices out of a Ziploc bag and they got my label stick, you know, sticker on a on the freaking Ziploc bag, or well, I'm selling it in a nice container, a shaker, what perceived value do you have on the products? So that's part of your visual identity too, is your packaging. So your logo, once again, when the visual rebrand, is your logo, your color palette, the visual identity, but don't slip on on the packaging also as part of your visual rebrand. So if you get a a quality product and I'll use a product such as um, just say a watch, right? So if you go to Walmart and you get a watch, that's in a plastic clamshell, that costs 1299 your expectation for that watch is hey man if this thing lasts six months i'm I'm happy for it but if you spend five six hundred dollars for a watch and it comes in you know a, a nice box uh, you know it's wrapped it has tissue paper in it with the logo on it you know just like women who buy high-end pocketbooks they have the dust bag on it they got the tissue paper with the logo on it you're going to expect something different and you don't mind paying for that because that visual rebrand takes into account your packaging in addition to your logo and everything else. And so I talk about this all the time. As long as your packaging and your product and your pricing are aligned, you're in good shape. But if one of those are off, you got the nice packaging or say you got the, yeah, the nice packaging and, and, and the, you know, the nice product, but your pricing is way off. Guess what? It's incongruent any three of those things that are off, any one of them, then you're going to have an issue moving your product or service. Everything has to be aligned. So that's a visual rebrand. And the third type of of a rebrand is a brand refresh. And this is basically, it's the uh, least involved and it's done gradually over time. So with this option, you keep core aspects of your brand, but you give your brand a fresh face. So um, Dunkin' Donuts is an example of this. So With their recent brand refresh they dropped the donuts part of their name and they opted for a darker orange uh, on their logo so Dunkin didn't change their overall color scheme or font style they simply gave their brand an updated uh, look without changing much about the company. So Dunkin Donuts went to Dunkin and so that is a refresh. Everything pretty much stays the same but you may change some wording colors or whatever but that's called a brand refresh and so Many times, guys, rebranding can pull a product or a business out of the red uh, and, and put it into the black. Because what happens is when you have a rebrand, you basically have a new perception or you're trying to create a new perception for your product and or service. And when you do this, that's what you need to do uh, to, to be able to change that. And he, I'll give you another real life example too. Um, then we'll jump to the phones if we have any questions. We, we got a light day today. Uh, everybody's getting back at it. I know it's what January 4th. So, um, another thing is I, uh, have a flat iron product brand. I have several, well, two flat iron brands. And one of the things is I had to, and I don't sell this brand as much anymore. I, pro- I kind of morphed over to the other brand, but on Amazon, you know, if you get some bad reviews, man, it's going to kill your product or your sales on Amazon. That's why a lot of major companies are pulling off of Amazon and selling on their own sites. And so what happened to one of the products is that uh, a lady bought the flat iron and she dropped the flat iron and one of the plates broke. And now it had nothing to do with the functionality of the flat iron, but she left me a one-star review. Now, what that does is anytime you sell on Amazon, if you go below 4.3, your 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 rating is 4.3 it's going to show four stars on your you know on the Amazon um your Amazon page 4.4 stars or more it'll show four and a half and 4.8 stars it'll show five stars now if you go 3.9 right that takes you down to from four stars to three stars and you might as well say goodbye cancel it and so I got that review I got another review, uh, a one-star review from the Flatiron because uh, the guy's warranty, he sent back the warranty information because it's a lifetime warranty. He sent it back to the wrong address and I never got it, but I still fulfilled it once he reached out to me. He never changed the one-star review. So I went from like a 4.6 down to about a 3.8, right? So what I said was, you know what? This doesn't even make sense because it has nothing to do with the functionality of the product. Let me rebrand the product and see what happens. So this is what I did. I took the same product, the physical flat iron. I, I called my box manufacturer. Yo, let's change the box from black to gray and, you know, pretty much the same stuff on it. We're going to add a model number to it. Okay. Now this model number instead of the X one hundred is the STG three thousand or whatever I called it, right? And which at, meant absolutely nothing. Repackaged the uh, the same flat irons in this in a different box, which is basically the same. Now still under the same brand, and I started selling again, and the things were selling like hotcakes. So once again, the refresh or the rebrand. Um, can actually kill or or save your business. So depending upon what situation that you're in, but literally it was the same product. All I did was change the box. I literally took it out and I was in my basement. I was taking out the old boxes that got the bad reviews, putting them in the new boxes, exact same product. And right now it's like at a 4.8 rating. Okay, same product but because some people left some reviews that really had nothing to do with the functionality of the product, it caused that product to tank. So, uh, FYI, anybody listening to this, if you sell on Amazon, be very cognizant of that because Amazon does not really respond too quickly. If at all, everything is done by, by algorithm and computer. So if somebody makes a complaint on your Amazon account, guess what happens? The first thing they'll do is they'll suppress that listing, meaning they'll shut down that product. Then they'll wait for you to reach out to them and say, hey, what's going on? And and they may not have shut it down personally, but when you get a certain amount of complaints, uh, Amazon itself, the system will suppress that product. Now that could be somebody sabotaging you and that happens all the time. It could be a competitor that's in the same business as you selling the same product as you And you're outselling them and they need to do something to shut you down. So be very cognizant of that. That's like I said, your biggest benefit to building your own platform is you don't have to worry about somebody doing that because you control the platform. The other aspect is you're not going to get the traffic that Amazon gets. But Amazon is quick to let you know that it's their client and not your client. So in terms of a brand refresh, uh, you know, a total rebranding, or if you're doing a visual rebrand, those are the three types of rebrands that you can use to bolster your sales and your business. And so this this episode, guys, is something for people that have had their brand for a while. If you just started your brand and you're not really getting the traction that you want and people who are thinking about building a brand, these are some of the things you wanna think about, especially the IP aspect. If you are a new brand creator, make sure your IP is intact before you spend any money. The The, the best money that you're going to spend is with the trademark trademark search. OK, now you can go to an attorney. You can go to the website, blackentrepreneurblueprint.com. If you go under partners, uh, Lenard W. Stewart Esquire, uh, you can click his information. That's that's my personal uh, business attorney, and he does personal stuff for me, but you definitely want to check your IP before you go in there and get crazy. A lot of times guys, I will tell you the name of your product or service is probably one of the, uh key indicators to your success. So you ever seen a movie that was a, a, a real good movie, but it had a, a whack name. It just had a stupid name that didn't make any sense that movie probably would have done a lot better if it was named something else. Then you have movies with great names that don't live up to their expectation. And that can be the same thing for products or or services. So if you have a great name, like I'll be honest, hell yeah, hot sauce to me, that's a great name. It's it it flows off your off. Hell yeah, hot sauce. And it, it has connotations with hell for hot. And so I think, The first thing I said was, man, if I can find a good name brand for a product or service, I probably could sell that product or service as long as it was a decent, you know, quality product or service. Another one, I'm just I'm I'm, I'm (laughs) diverting real quick, but I just want to show you guys when it comes to branding. Another one is I used to have a uh, credit repair company when I had my mortgage business. And I created this and I still have the domain, never bought it back out yet. But uh, if I ever come back out with the credit repair business, I have one, two, three, four, my new credit score dot com. Right. So can you imagine you're riding in the car and there's a jingle? I can't I like to sing, but I can't sing. But it says something to the effect that one, two, three, four, my new credit score, one, two, three, four, my new credit score. People will remember that. So even though my company might be the great, you know, might not be the greatest company. If I have a brand and brand recognition and people can remember that, then I'm probably going to get some business, you know. So just like the the commercial I have coming out for my hell yeah hot sauce. I got different people saying hell yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah yeah, hot sauce. The name says it all. So that's just a, uh, you know. Uh, I'm just, it's going to sound a lot better than that, but so when you think about branding or rebranding, take into account the, the importance of your brand name and the image of that brand, because I'm telling you guys that goes a long way. A lot of people will buy the sizzle and they don't worry about the steak. So like I said, if I came out with one, two, three, four, my new credit score right now, I'm telling you, I start, I start advertising that thing on radio podcasts and all of that. I probably get a ton of business to that credit repair company that I haven't created yet. But you know, that, that's something that I wanted to just get out to you guys to make sure you understand about branding and rebranding. So remember the three types of rebrands are full rebrand. That's everything changing every aspect of your brand. So if you're a new business, you need to focus on basically Uh, a rebrand which could be a full rebrand because you don't have anything in the first place. Visual rebrand is just the visual. Then a brand refresh is just like from going from Dunkin' Donuts to Dunkin' and changing that. So um just want to find out any questions, comments, anything. Uh we don't have many people on, but if you if you want to speak just hit the phone icon at the bottom right to join the caller queue. Let me know what's going on. Um, if you got anything to say, I see my man, my, my, my young boy from Philly on the line, my brother, Emir. I know he's out in, the, in, in LA right now. I believe he's in LA right now. He's traveling. I this. I think he was in Philly not too long ago. So, but, uh, I see him on there. Um, if, if we don't have any questions or whatever, guys, um, I do want to just say this also. Um, you can go if you don't have an attorney you can go to uspto united states patent go to uspto i, b- I believe it's dot gov let me go on uspto.gov and they have a system called the test system let me just pull it up uspto.gov was uh, it dot org yes yeah, dot gov uspto.gov and what you can do right up top it says trademarks right and then they have all types of trademark basics. They have videos for you to watch, and you can also go to the, the to the test system, T E S S. It's a trademark uh, search system, and you can go in there and you can type in your name or the prospective name of your company or your product or whatever, and it'll tell you if somebody is using that name or whatever. But you got to remember, they're different. Um, so there's different, I can have trademark for hell yeah, right? But it's under hot sauce. So there's different verticals or, or different, I forgot what they call them now. Let me go in here and tell you. Uh, search trademarks. All right. So yeah, so it's called a test database. So you have a basic word search, a word and design mark search, and you can do all types of stuff. But yeah, you have different, let me just go in here. So I'm going to search for hell yeah. All right. And it comes up all kinds of different hell yeah. So for example, let me pull this one. Uh, Let's see. And it is a live mark drawing serial number. Oh, so goods and services. So this was under goods and services. So each one is, you can have them under different uh, types of products and services. So hell yeah, goods and services. Yeah. So you can have, so for example, it could be a hell yeah, heating and HVAC service. That's not going to affect Hell Yeah Hot Sauce because it's a different it's a different uh, different vertical, and so just because Hell Yeah is there or whatever your brand name is there, you have to check out what Hell Yeah um, or whatever your name is is under. Okay, I'm just looking at a couple blah blah Delaware, and this is under yeah that's also under what you would call them, products. Yeah, so. I just wanted you guys to know that um and give you guys a heads up on that. So remember, guys, your product name, brand, the visuals of your product is super important for you in terms of being able to grow your business. So it may be something as simple as a refresh of your brand. And that's what I did with Black Entrepreneur Blueprint. And I, I said this on the podcast uh that came out yesterday, the BEB 390. You know, most hotels refresh and re not rebrand, but refresh and update every seven years. So it was it was way past time for me to update. Um so the website is banging right now. I'm getting a lot of positive feedback from that. Uh the new intro song on, on 390, the new intro was, is is fire. Um uh, my man Kenneth Talent Davis did that intro for me. And it was so hot, man. I was about to drop about 16 bars on it, man. That thing was, that thing is fire, man. So, um, I knew it was time for a rebrand or a refresh. So everything pretty much changed except the content on the show. We're going to be doing more stuff, uh, more live events, but the podcast cover changed the logo. We really never had a logo per se for black entrepreneur blueprint. We had the podcast cover, which we kind of doubled as a logo. And also, um, you know, uh, we had that and obviously the new intro music, we changed everything up. So we refreshed it, same type of content, but we want to create more resources for the entrepreneurs out there. So with that in hand, guys, it's pretty much, if nobody has any questions, we're going to wrap it up. We'll be back again next Tuesday, 12 noon Eastern, 9 AM Pacific. Uh, make sure you tap in the Black Entrepreneur Blueprint, the podcast, the blog, uh, the whole ecosystem. Instead of telling y'all to go all these different places, just go to BlackEntrepreneurBlueprint.com. Subscribe to the newsletter and also make sure that you tune in to the regular podcast that drops every Monday morning, 5 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on all your major podcast platforms and YouTube. And also this, this podcast, Ask J Live, every Tuesday, 12 noon Eastern. 9 a.m. Pacific. See you guys next week. Peace.